This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. A very special Friday afternoon. It is, of course, Shushan Purim, the day on which uh, Purim is celebrated in Yerushalayim, Ir Ir HaKodesh. They get a, a second chance just in case... Uh, they have the opportunity to, to keep Purim today, a little bit always more challenging on Erev Shabbos to fit in the Sudan, fit in everything that needs to be uh, done on on Purim and yet to make the preparations for for, for Shabbos, for Shabbos Kodesh. But uh, nevertheless, a very, very special time for all. I hope that each and every one of you enjoyed a most remarkable and amazing uh, Chagah Purim with everything that it's meant to be in terms of the celebration, in terms of the of of, of the simcha, in terms of uh, the good food and, and the merriment, which is uh, the the way Purim is supposed to be celebrated, which is the, the, the proper commemoration of of the incredible nisim, of the incredible miracles that uh, that Rabbi Shalom does for us on, on a regular basis and, and, and particularly the, the this miracle of uh, this miracle of that the salvation in the Purim in the Purim story, which is also also significant and of course also uh, indicative of uh, not only uh, not only this the, that particular story, but of course has huge ramifications in our in our lives where everything that happens you know looks like a story, looks like a situation, looks like something that uh, that uh, you know could just happen but of course uh, every, everything in fact that that happens is is part of the part of the ashkoch is part of the uh, the divine the divine providence that brings everything about and 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 of course the whole story of 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 purim is in in such a way where everything no no detail is is insignificant no detail is is unimportant everything is part and parcel of the uh, of the incredible build-up and the incredible uh, story that that becomes the 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 miracle of uh, of, of of Purim. I'd like perhaps uh, just you know uh, <laughs> we 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 run the risk of kind of getting so carried away and so into our our Purim that uh, we forget that uh, this week is Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Kisisa. Which is one of the uh, most fundamental, one of the most uh, important parshiot in the uh, in 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 the, uh, in the in the Torah because uh, of the fact that the Torah uh, speaks about the monumental sin of the Egel Azahav of the golden calf, which was something the Jews performed. At, at a moment where it was totally and completely uh, unexpected, a, a mere forty days after the uh, after the huge events of Maimon Hasina of standing at Mount Sinai and 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 receiving and receiving receiving the Torah, and uh, in, in a way, sometimes this can be actually quite uh, quite uh, quite confusing, because you know when. Obviously, one reads the verses, one reads the psukim that describe the the egel as it is, 
But when one then begins to go through the the Torah Shabbat one begins to go through the explanation, the the oral interpretation of of these of these events. We kind of find many many uh, explanations which seem to make the whole specter, which makes, seem to make the whole avera uh, 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 called miscue of the of the uh, of the golden of the golden calf. Perhaps not such a uh, not such a uh, terrible not such a terrible uh, sin, and there are all kinds of explanations. Some say, well, in fact, it wasn't actually the Jews themselves who were involved. It was what was called the Erev Rav, a multitude of motley bunch of other nations who came out of Egypt together with the uh, with the uh, Jews, and they were the ones who were primarily responsible for the Egel, and therefore the Jews really weren't that uh, that culpable. Or another explanation is that, in fact, this was not uh, idol worship. This was not an, any attempt at all to, God forbid, replace Hashem, but it was it was meant merely as a, as a replacement for for Moshe Rabbeinu, who they thought uh, uh, was no longer there. We'll talk about that a little bit more in in a in a in a moment. So there are lots of explanations which come sort of really to to explain almost away how can it be that uh, such an amazing generation should uh, suddenly turn to to Avadazar. So we find ourselves kind of jumping to try to justify and try to defend it. And, and somehow uh, it, it loses a little bit in the uh, in, 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 in the telling. Because the reality is that the sin of the golden calf, the sin of this uh, Egel Hazav, is in fact so, so severe that we are still suffering from that aver. The punishment for that sin has been divided by God for eternity and it lasts for generations and generations and uh, and uh, yeah, we certainly need some kind of a uh, a valid explanation as to how to make the whole thing uh, how to make the whole thing kind of fit fit uh, together. Now on the one hand I was saying it's not such a terrible sin Maybe it was just the era of Rav. Maybe it was just the replacement from Moshe. But yet, on the uh, on on the on the other hand, or you know, uh, the, the ramifications are are so uh, are so uh, are so are so serious. So perhaps the the uh, way to to uh, understand it would be as as as, as follows. You know, we have that. Uh, uh, in the aftermath of of the uh, sin of the ego, there's a pasuk in the Torah that says, "Lo tishtachave leel acher," which means do not bow down to other uh, to other guys and and to other gods. And and the resh at the end of the word acher is a large resh. It, it, it's much bigger than the normal size of the print in the uh, in the uh, in the Sefer Torah. Furthermore, uh, later on in the uh, parsha of, of Shema, so there it says, we say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu, Shem Zagar Hashem Echad, and there the, the Dalit, 
of the word echad is also a large, a large letter. So we have the resh of acher and the dalid of echad both being written very, very, very large. And there's obviously some kind of a, an allusion, some kind of a, of a remez in this, in the resh and dalid. Perhaps has to do with the fact that in, in Sefer there's actually very, very little difference between the Resh and the, uh, and, and the Dal. The only real difference is that, uh, a Resh has kind of a, a rounded, uh, right end sort of towards its, uh, towards its roof. And the Dal has a squared top right end of, of the roof. Okay. Our, our, our meaning is actually that the Dalit actually protrudes beyond the the vertical the vertical uh, line. That's that's our that's our uh, uh, minute. But the truth is the, the halacha of a Dalit is just that it has to be square. And therefore the difference between the Raish and the Dalit is very, very small. And the point of the Pasuk that talks about Shema Yisrael Hashem Lakenu Hashem Egab, which is our credo of, of faith in the one, in the one Hashem and the other Pasuk of don't bow down to other gods, which talks about not serving any other foreign gods, is that most people would think that when it comes to Avodah a person has to make a, a terrible monumental Error to God forbid ever get to a situation where you might be serving idols. Some kind of a, 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 a huge, huge fundamental uh, a mistake in, 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 in his service. How could a person possibly fall into the trap of, 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 uh, of Idazara? So this kind of perhaps causes, uh, very good people to feel kind of like a, a, a confidence. That's not me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, thank God, I'm pretty steadfast in my emunah of Hashem, in my, in my belief and trust and relationship with Hashem. No, no, no. To, to go that far away, to, to, to travel that right, to, to, to be somewhere in such a place where, where idols would come into my life. No, can't, can't, uh, can't, uh, can't be. And perhaps the, the Torah is, is actually hinting to us. That it's not necessarily so, you know. If one kind of goes off the the deep end, or sort of you know, completely and totally falls off in in his faith of uh, of Hashem, that doesn't happen in one fell sweep. That can start with a very 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 small point. Again, the difference between the Hashem Echad, the Dalid of Echad, and and the Resh. Of Acher is a very, very delicate uh, 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 distinction, and and the point is that when when a person, right, uh, 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 that uh, is is involved with any kind of issue that has to do with uh, with his faith, with his emuna in Hashem, so if you just go off a little bit, if you deviate just a very, very, very small amount. From what uh, what one's supposed to be doing, that can already, God forbid, bring terrible, terrible kind of kind of mistakes. The, the consequences can be can be absolutely awful. And Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu right here, after the eagle, he tells him, "Lech raid, go down 
to the people. They made themselves this this ego. And of course the word red to go down is nothing more than a resh and and uh, and a dalit. Again, it's 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 hinting to this idea. You have to go down. These people whatever they've done have made a huge and serious mistakes which seems to them perhaps to be only a only a small mistake right uh, yeah yeah they don't they didn't mean that bad all they wanted was someone else to represent uh, to to my shabain or someone else to to kind of be an intermediary to go between them and and Hashem. they weren't actually serving serving idols at all it's not it's not so terrible and, and, and we make all we generally do that when things go wrong we we try to make all kinds of excuses but these little excuses are what end up chas v'shalom causing the greatest churban the greatest kind of a kind of a kind of destruction kind of destruction you know if a person does something that really really is out of the box a kind of totally off the wall wrong kind of a kind of behavior so the person himself straight away or certainly uh, not not long subsequent will realize that he has done something something wrong but when a person makes a very small mistake a teeny deviation a little difference so then human nature is we we tend to try to uh, to excuse ourselves to make excuses which is just that just excuses therefore the mistakes that begin with lechred, with with a with a a mixing up of the resh and the dalid, the acher and the and the and the echad, and the echad are in fact serious serious averes that can become uh, uh, calamities that can become terrible 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 things. Right, uh, God declares that uh, He has a war, an ongoing war against Amalek. Midor, Dor. For every generation. And again, the word Dor is Dalid Resh. Right? The, the whole, again, this is ties into Purim. The whole uh, war against Amalek is again hinted and alluded to in this Dalid Resh. The small differences in behavior which can lead Often to to uh, to awful, awful, uh, awful things, and and this is this is really a a a a, a tremendous concept and a tremendous kind of uh, musar for all of us. Yes, it's true that uh, in its essence, in its in its kind of source, what led the Jewish nation to the golden calf were actually small mistakes, very, very minor kind of a, kind of infractions. But minor infractions open a door, create a situation, and, and they can lead, God forbid, to what ultimately, ultimately becomes real. Idol worship, real, real, uh, real avidazar. One has to be so careful in that very, very first step that one takes before God forbid it becomes becomes something much much more much much more uh much much more serious and and, and the whole the whole concept of of the of the uh of of the uh Egel, or what what was it that they actually saw that made them made them 
uh, 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 do it. So it says that that the the uh, the Satan showed them a image of of Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, buyer of Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, 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 coffin, and they made the assumption that he was no longer coming back. That he was that he was he was dead. And, and the obvious question is how how could the Satan be given that kind of power? How could it be allowed to provide that kind of imagery that would basically almost blindly led the Jews to to do that? Well, from whence does he get such an authority to go so far in enticing a person to uh, to, to 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 sin? So there's an amazing Ksav uh, Vakabola uh, uh, who spends a lot of time talking about language. And Torah says that Vayara Omki Boishish Moshe Laredes Menahar. The people saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was delayed coming down the mountain. And he says there are really two aspects, two words that are classically used to uh, uh, denote the words delay. One is Lacher, to be late, and one is Boshesh. What's the difference? So he says that the word Lacher. Uh, is generally a a delay that is done willingly, perhaps even even happily. Uh, there's a in Mishle that says Lama Achrin Al Those who tally, those who, those who dally, those who delay, those who linger over their uh, over their uh, over their wine, they're enjoying their 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 wine. So Ichor is always a discussion of a like of a of a happy willing. Willing uh, a, a delay, uh, we have a prohibition that if a person makes a promise, don't delay paying it. And 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 the Gemara says that uh, that's only where a person makes a decision not to bring the carbon. If, if for whatever reason he's unable, he's impoverished, he's not able to. So then, then, uh, then that would be. And that would be he's, he's not he's he's not violating. Boshesh uh, usually means a a delay a a, a hold up that is against a person's uh, that is the, uh, against a person's a person's will. And he explains that you know had the Jews surmised that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't coming back because it was Azei Gishmak, it was so wonderful in Shemayim to be near God, to be accepting the Torah, to be basking in the in the eminence of God's of God's presence, that would be amazing. But that would be Ichur. The moment they thought that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't, you know, they thought, well, he is much better than up there. Why is he staying? Why is he staying up there? It must be he's been detained, and therefore. It wasn't the Satan, it was actually their own Yetzirah, it was their own evil explanation that jumped to conclusions and, and arrived at the, at, the, at the realization of the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't coming back, was because God somehow had prevented him from, which meant that he might have actually no longer been, been around. Okay, we're going to stop here for a short break, and then we'll carry on with our discussion of forbidden activities on on the Shabbos done for you by God. Please stay tuned. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul, on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 High FM, this is Friday afternoon, Soul to Soul, here on your best radio station in all of Africa. As I said, this is uh, Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Ki Sisa, 
it's not one of the special uh, for for readings, just the way the calendar uh, comes out with this Shabbos falling so close to uh, to Purim. Uh, the third of the readings, Pasha Parah, will be next week, and then uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan coincides with the fourth of them, and that is in two weeks. In two weeks' uh, time, the important uh, times you need to know for this for this uh, Shabbat. This is. Probably, yeah, definitely the last uh, week that we're going to have a quarter past six Shabbat. The latest uh, time for candlelighting today is at 6.19. So uh, one needs to start getting one's uh, act uh, together as, as the days get slightly uh, slightly shorter. And Shabbos Kodesh uh, ends tomorrow night at eight minutes Past seven, seven or eight. Also, quickly, quickly, getting, uh, getting, uh, getting earlier. We get to uh, read a, a very, very interesting, fascinating, and, and, and a dramatic haftorah uh, that we don't often get uh, a chance to uh, to read. So, uh, yeah, make a point of being in shul so you can be all part of uh, of, of of that. Uh, we are dealing with again the. Activities that are are forbidden for a a person to benefit from, if they were done uh, for him on uh, on, uh, on 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 Shabbat, and it's an important point we have to make. You know, we we one of the uh, mandates of the Torah, one of the negative commandments of the Torah, is that uh, we have been commanded that. You're not allowed to do something which uh, creates a situation for another person where he is likely to do something to do something wrong. It's based on a pasuk in in Parshat Kedoshim, literally in front of a blind person. Do not place a a stumbling block, which of course, uh, you know. On, on a very simple level, also has validity to to cause someone who can't see where he's going to God forbid trip is a terrible thing, but it means anything to set someone up in a situation where he's likely to go wrong and and uh, and, and make a mistake that, that you are culpable for 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 doing that. Therefore, we have the following situation. Uh, yo, one second. Uh, but but this prohibition of of uh, of setting someone up to do an avera only is a problem for the person if the avera could only be done because of what you've done. If even without your activity, this person anyway, God forbid, might have been uh, tripped up and involved in doing in doing the the avera. So many many of the authorities hold in that situation that the person who helped him uh, is not violating this prohibition of of Olif uh, Naiva. Because anyway, even without you being involved, he might very well have done the prohibition, have done the prohibition anyway. But even if you are not violating a Torah prohibition of Olif Naiva, still... The fact that you aided and embedded another person in doing an avera 
gives you the uh, the the status uh, a, a rabbinic a rabbinic uh, status of messiah uh, of helping and uh, aiding and embedding someone to do to do uh, an an avera. Therefore, as follows: If let's say one has a colleague or something who is a a a Jew, but unfortunately not a uh, as yet involved and uh, and practicing and practicing Jew, therefore you would not be allowed to give that person, let's say, permission to use your items. Obviously, particularly items that would involve uh, uh, breaking breaking a uh, uh, Shabbos on on the Shabbat. Let's say uh, to lend him your car, so he could go drive or, or do his own his own thing on the on the, on Shabbos, or use your technology, whatever it might, whatever it might it might be, because you are then. Uh, helping him to to do that to do that uh, that that avera. Similarly, if let's say you're walking home from shul, and a a Jew, God forbid, pulls up in his uh, motor car, and asks you for for directions, right? So uh, 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 you should not you should not give him those directions because then you are. Uh, Helping him to carry on driving and 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 doing the the uh, the avera, and obviously uh, 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 this is actually in spite of the fact, you know, that one could argue. Well, if I'm going to give him directions, I obviously will give him the most direct route there, and uh, you know, instead of driving for 15 minutes, he'll only drive for 10 minutes. And and on the contrary, if I don't give him that. Information. If I don't give him those instructions, those directions, and on the contrary, am I not in fact causing that he is now going to drive for uh, for uh, for fifteen for fifteen minutes? The answer is no. Still, you are not allowed to give the information, even if it's going to lengthen his journey. And there are two reasons for that. Number one, again, we've said before that you are not allowed to do anything that helps and supports and and uh, facilitates a a person doing any kind of of uh, of an avera and number 2 that if you're going to give him directions so then you are actually speaking about on on Shabbos about forbidden activities about about driving about uh, about uh, about moving which is something we've already uh, we've already uh, Discussed, and, and and the correct approach would be to simply to apologize to him. You know that uh, uh, I I uh, I can't really give you uh, give you uh, directions and be straight. He says because for for me it's forbidden, forbidden on Shabbos. Don't don't uh, don't kind of tell the fib. Don't say oh well I'm a stranger in the area and I don't know that. There's no no reason for that, but but uh, be direct, be be straight, and say, look, I I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, can't do it. Um, right. Um, uh, one still, let's say, one's in an environment where there are from people and non from people around, so 
uh, from people, let's say, before Shabbat begins, organizes lights that there should be lights on in various places that people will be able to do what they, what they, uh, what they have to uh, do, even if you know that it could very well be that sometime on, on Shabbat, someone who's uh, not so religious might actually come and put out that thought, you know, you have to preserve electricity, they don't want to leave it on the whole Shabbat, they might come and actually put out, put out the, uh, the light, because uh, uh, you don't, uh, you know, sort of, you don't have to really uh, sacrifice on, on your desire, on your, on, your, on your want to have light on, uh, on, uh, on Shabbos, uh, you know, uh, obviously, obviously, uh, you're setting up a situation where, uh, you know, even the non, the non from person go in there, do what he has to do, and not touch, and not touch the light. If he then goes and, and does, and does, uh, turn, turn the light off, that, that, uh, you, you can't be accused of, of helping him to do an Avera, of being somehow involved in his extinguishment of the, uh, of the of of the candle, we're gonna have to take, we're gonna have to take a quick break and then and then come back and sign off. This is one one point nine high FM. Don't run away yet. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. One one point nine high FM. We are back just for a little more snippet uh, uh, of time together before we go running off to finish up our own. Uh, Shabbos preparations, of course, as I said, still kind of basking in the in the afterglow of uh, of, of of Purim and, and its celebrations. It does tend to make for a quite a festive and and uh, and uh, and happy kind of a uh, kind of a uh, kind of Shabbat. So we're talking about the fact that you, uh, uh, if someone if someone uh, if you turn a light on, you don't have to worry that someone else might come afterwards and. Uh, and uh, and turn turn off that 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 light that doesn't become that doesn't become your your problem in that uh, in that in that uh, in that situation. Um, furthermore, it's probably quite likely and quite logical that a a non from Jew, so he might then you know. Turn lights on and off various uh, times over the over the course of uh, of 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 uh, of, uh, of shops. Um, we get, of course, the whole subject of inviting people on on Shabbos, knowing they might they might uh, drive. And again, the policy is you must invite them for a complete. Uh, 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 Shabbat with facility for staying over and being there the whole time, even if you know that uh, it might be that after the, uh, the Friday night meal he's going to get into his car and go and go and go home again on the condition that you uh, 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 have suggested him you've you've uh, you've uh, made it, you've facilitated for him uh, an ability of being able to stay over and uh, and 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 sleep. And then, uh, then you have, then you've done what you have to uh, do. Again, there are two schools of thought. Some say one shouldn't, and it's it, it's it's been one of these things that is a is an age old uh, discussion between between the uh, the halachic uh, the halachic uh, uh, authorities. Anyway, our our time is as always marching marching uh, against us, 
and we're going to soon uh, leave you and hand you over to the three o'clock news and then uh, a few uh, beautiful Arab Shabbos comments from the chief rabbi and then just some great music to take us all the way up to uh, to to the beginning of Shabbos Kodesh. Again, we said the uh, candle lighting is uh, six fifteen for for the last uh, for the last uh, time. It's been a wonderful privilege spending the last few minutes with all of you. I hope you learned something. I hope uh, you are inspired from the Purim and from everything you've heard and, and, and been involved with over the last couple of days. And please, God, just to wish every single one of you a beautiful Shabbos Shalom, a, a Shabbos of, of, of family time, a Shabbos of inspiration, a Shabbos of being able to sit down and, and, and study. Yeah, learn some, learn some Torah, make it, make it a, a time of real arousal, a time of real awakening, and something that will add spice and, and, uh, and, and uh, kind of really power to the, the coming, the coming week. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being part of our radio family. And Shabbat Shalom to all.